Welcome to the Master Drafter Football Podcast, where we talk dynasty fantasy football. Now your hosts, Chris Burton and Mike Reardon. All right, welcome to the Master Drafter Football Podcast. Uh, today we're going to be discussing the draft fallout, um, the 2020 NFL mock draft, I mean, 2020 NFL draft rather, uh, concluded today. Um, ton of wide receivers taken, um, lots of, lots of things to discuss, uh, knee jerk reactions, Mike, what do you got? Um, well, I guess, you know, landing spots for one, you know, that's the big thing. Um, so we're going to talk about, we're going to go through all the positions eventually on our podcasts, um. And we're going to kind of do that today, but we're going to do it more in a uh, in a broad kind of first first reaction type of mode um, from the draft. And um, yeah, I mean, just like every year, you know, a lot of crazy landing spots and guys that fell and a lot of values that have gone up and down. And um, yeah, let's just go over some of the some of the big ones and then. Um, so I, I think the I think the first thing we need to talk about, um, you know, that I think shocked a lot of people was Clyde Edwards Hilaire going thirty two yep. overall to the Kansas City Chiefs. First running back taken off the board. Where would where what does this do? You know, most people I think had either Jonathan Taylor or DeAndre Swift as their RB one. Um, you know, I've been a Taylor guy since early on. A lot of people have Swift as their guy. A couple, I you know, there's some there's sort of that minority school of uh, Dobbins truthers that are out there that I've seen. I actually had Acres ahead of Dobbins pre-draft, but um, what does this do for uh, Ceh's value? So as soon as that happened, um, I think that kind of shocked the dynasty world. Um, because a lot of people, like you said, had Swift and Taylor one and two and kind of like Hilaire mixed with Akers and Dobbins in that next tier. Um, when Hilaire went to the Chiefs in the first round, it was the only running back taken with the last pick in the first. It, uh, it, it pretty much vaulted him into that top tier with, with Taylor and with Swift, um, depending on their landing spots. And, um, you know, you could say right now that he could be considered, I would say, between one and three, but he definitely wouldn't be lower than three, I feel like, right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you can any, put him any lower than three, certainly. Um, I would say one or two would be where most people have him right now. Most people would have him at one or two. Um, so let's just go over those, the, those first, uh those first uh, five running backs okay, and their landing spots. Um, so John, so the next, the next running back taken was Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went to the Colts in the second round. And then Akers went to the Rams also I in the second round. I believe Swift was taken before Taylor now. Oh no, you're right. I have it written down wrong. So, all the rest of them were taken in the second round. That's right. 
So Swift went to the Lions with the 203. Taylor went to the Colts with the 209. Cam Akers went to the Rams with 220. And then Dobbins went to the Ravens with the 223. And so it's kind of like went, kind of went, you know, with the with those top five running backs. Those were the only running backs taken in the top two rounds, and um, that's kind of like the consensus top five guys. I think that for the most part, for and, dynasty. And I mean a big a big part of this um, this process right now, you know, especially you know hours after the draft is included. I think you know everybody's talking about landing spots. Um. And if we were to rank sort of these landing spots for, you know, this big, the big five running backs, you know, that everybody has been talking about going, going into this, I don't, I don't think the top five has, has changed at all. You know, maybe the order, obviously, but the, the top five is still the top five that we've been talking about. So yep. if we're ranking these guys purely off a landing spot, <clears throat> where, you know, where, where would you place them? I, I I think that Dobbins, um, you know, has, or I'm sorry, yeah, Swift has probably the worst landing spot. Yes. Yep. In Detroit. I think Swift is the only one that didn't really get a good landing spot. I mean, you can make a case for Dobbins um, because of Mark Ingram mm. and also because of their offense with Lamar Jackson running the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, taking away a lot of rushing yards, but um, you know, definitely. I mean, the Colts, the Chiefs, and the Rams were, I mean, three great spots. Yeah. And I actually think that that Swift, you definitely lost out the most. I mean, he was he was a number one running back for most people, and you know, you can definitely make the argument that he's like the number four running back now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think you you know I, I think you could realistically if I'm if I'm on the clock, I think there is a legitimate argument to put him at the fifth running back, right yep. now, because it's it's really I think between him and Dobbins for that four or five spot right now. Um, just ba- just based on the landing spot, you know, obviously, you know, sort of talent aside, and you know, this is all going to change. You know, assuming we have a preseason and all that, but I'm, you know, for me personally, I'm, I'm still inclined to have Taylor as my RB one. Uh, all right, give, give me, give me your top three. I would say Taylor, and then Hilaire, and then Acres, and then I would say. Dobbins Swift, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough right there. Okay. I'm tempted to put Dobbins ahead of Swift, but I, I think Swift has the talent. You know, right. and I and and uh I'm not sure I'm I'm ready to put, you know, Dobbins ahead of Swift just based on the landing spot quite yet. You know, and I don't think the Lions is a is a is a good landing spot mm-hmm. um for Swift. But I don't think it's like the worst landing spot you know what i mean yeah um i think it's the worst landing spot for carry on johnson yeah that's for sure I think, <laughs> yeah right. i think that people that own carry on johnson um don't like swift going there oh, but, um, i'm so glad i only have 
one carry on Johnson this year, sure. It's like, <laughs> so um, glad. Well, you were pretty big on Johnson coming out. Yeah. And I mean, you know, he, he's been injured. He's been injured. So, I mean, you know. I might end up drafting Swift in that league, doubling down. Yeah, well, so I, I mean. Three in the five pick. Well, Swift, it looks like to me right now it's going to be Taylor and Hilaire. And then, I don't know, I, I think you'd probably take Akers at this point over Swift. Yeah. But I would take Swift. I'd pick four in that league. I mean, I would take Swift. I would. I, I think that I have this. I have Swift over Dobbins. So I have mm-hmm. Taylor, Hilaire, Akers, Swift, Dobbins. Mm-hmm. That would be my top five. So we just have Swift and Dobbins, you know, kind of flip-flopped. Right. And it's really close. I mean, it's really close. Yep. I think, you know, I think if, I think if anything, you know, there was, there was sort of a talk about almost splitting these guys up, you know, into two different tiers. And I think if anything, you know, sort of, one tier has emerged here because I don't think, I don't think yeah. you, can, you can put any one of these guys in a tier of their own. You know, maybe if you were really big on Hilaire before the draft, you know, like I don't think anybody had him as their number one running back, but I mean, it, it, you know, yeah. maybe if you did, you know, Hilaire is certainly probably your, your number one running back still, but I, you know, I'm hesitant to put him as my number one guy just because he was the first guy. There was a lot of love for Dobbins, too. There was a lot of Dobbins truthers out there. Yeah. As well. I mean, it's definitely a top five. I mean, for me, you kind of have, like, a top three in a tier with Taylor, Hilaire, and Akers, and then Swift and Dobbins, but it's almost like... I would be happy with Swift or Dobbins still. Right. You know where I, you know where I would be worried about is getting any running back after those top five. So, so maybe let's talk about that. Who who do, who's your next guy? Who's your six? I have so I have my next tier and it's Vaughn and Moss. That's it, really. That's no it. AJ Dillon. I don't like the running backs in this this year. I don't like AJ Dillon. I mean, just not a fan of that how style. Dare, how dare you, Mike? <laughs> um, I just don't. I mean, the landing spot's pretty bad in its own right, but I just wasn't mm. a big deal. Like that style of runner just doesn't uh, really do it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like McFarland, Dillon, Evans, Kelly, all those guys. I mean, yeah. I have Vaughn and Moss next, and I had them next already before this draft started, but I'm not even really that big on those guys. To me, it's like after those top five, it's it's a big drop-off. I think yeah, it's a no, little bit of an overrated. I think it's a little bit of an overrated group. I think that I think when you have five top guys, though, I mean, that's, you know, that's similar to when, um, what year was that when it was? Kamara, McCaffrey. Kamara, yeah, Barkley, all those guys. Yeah, I mean, it's that's there's like similarities to that, which was a huge running back year. I mean, it's it's five solid guys, but after that, I mean, luckily it's a deep wide receiver 
group because I think that once you get past that, those first couple guys. Um, Vaughn, I, I've liked for a while. I like his style. I just don't see him as a guy that um, is going to be like a superstar. The landing spot's intriguing, though. The landing spot's very intriguing. And, um, I mean, I've never, you know, since Ronald Jones was a prospect before he even got drafted, yeah. I, I wasn't a big Ronald Jones guy. Um, I just didn't, I didn't really see the appeal. Um, right. So, you know, I think I think Vaughn could certainly carve out a role there. And another guy they drafted late was uh, Raymond Calais. I think yep. in was in the sixth or seventh round. Seventh round. Seventh round. Um, at a Louisiana Lafayette, uh, you know, kind of a, you know, story story behind it is I guess he got shot in the face, and actually, you know, has since recovered and is not only you know, alive, but, you know, just got drafted by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's crazy. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think we should go too deep into running backs because we're going to do a whole running back episode soon. Mm-hmm. But, um, I definitely feel like, uh, like those are the guys. Those are the guys. Those are the top five. Um, for sure. And we will, we're going to do a whole, um, episode on just running backs rookie running backs and we'll go into detail more with the players but this is just kind of our first reaction um kind of episode tonight but yeah that's that's where i have them i would go i would go taylor hilaire acres swift dobbins and you're the same except you would switch you would have Dobbins before Swift. Maybe. I mean, I I would probably still take Swift over Dobbins, but yeah. Um, I just I think it's close, you know. Yeah. And you love Taylor. I mean, you're a big Taylor guy. Yeah. I also like Taylor a lot. Um, and then that landing spot's just you can't pass up on that. Yeah. I actually think that 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 landing spot's even a little bit better. Um, than Kansas City. I think Kansas City is, is a great landing I agree. spot. Don't get, don't get I me agree. wrong, but they, they do have a little bit. I mean, Hilaire can definitely win that starting job, but they have guys there. I mean, they're pretty deep there right now. You know, more so than they, they were um, when they had Kareem Hunt. Um, and then Akers, the Rams landing spot, you know. That's a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that's a sneaky one. I mean, you lose Gurley, you plug Acres in. So I mean, I mean, when I saw when I saw Acres go to the Rams, I was just like, oh wow, that's that was almost like seeing Hilaire going to the Chiefs. You know, it's like <laughs> kind of like. Some great, great landing spots for those top three guys. I agree. Um, so you want to talk about some of these wide receivers? Yeah, let's go into wide receivers. So, complete surprise. First wide receiver taken off the board is Henry Ruggs by Oakland. And I don't think it's a complete surprise. I think that speed is so coveted. 
you know, in the NFL, it's like, we both, you know, love Lamb and love Judy. And Ruggs is right there with those guys. I mean, but I can understand NFL teams like really wanting that speed, you know. Um, and Ruggs is more than, I think Ruggs is more of a, than a speed guy. Uh, more so than the last couple of guys with the speed came out, like uh, John Ross and um, who's some other speed guys that have come out that haven't. Will, Will Fuller. I mean, Will Fuller's had his moments, but he's been injured. Corey Coleman. I mean, was Corey Coleman, was he even, would we really even call him a speed guy, though? I mean, he was like. No, maybe not. I'm, I'm, there's another guy, though. I, Marquise Brown, I guess, last year. Marquise Brown, which, I mean, I mean, verdict's still out on him, I think, to some extent. But yeah. definitely definitely showed, you know, shows promise. I mean, he's definitely been the best of, of all those guys. Um, yeah. I think Ruggs is is a, definitely a special talent. Um, I I'm surprised. I I think that uh, if I were running the Raiders, I probably would have taken one of those other receivers. Um, mm. But I mean, you can't go wrong with Ruggs. I mean, he's he's a great receiver. You know, he's and that's speed, man. That's especially the Raiders. You know, they love speed. They love going deep. That's their thing. Well, it, it's an interesting theme, I thought, this this year um, in the draft was, you know, there was, you know, it's a copycat league, you know, we always say in the NFL, and, yep. and the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year, you know, who was their number one wide receiver? <laughs> Tyreek yep. Hill, one of the fastest, if not the fastest wide receiver in the league. What happens this year? You know, the first wide receiver taken was you know, ran the fastest 40 time yeah. at the combine and, you know, four two seven forty five eleven one hundred eighty eight pounds. I mean, Henry Ruggs, he's the real deal. And he's not just like, you know, like you said, he's not just the speed guy. He's not just the, the, you know, run a go route. And that's all he can really do. He, he can go up and get the ball. He can win contested catches. He's got that strength, he's, you know, he's, that, that Tyreek yeah. Hill has. Yeah, which is which is something that a lot of those speed guys, you know, with that track speed, they they can't really beat press coverage, and they, you know, they can't get off the ball like a, you know, like a more refined wide receiver that that might not have the speed can, you know, um, as is often the case. But I think with Rugs, he does legitimately have, you know, the the. Um, sort of well-rounded game that is complemented by the speed. You know, it's not so much like he relies on purely his speed to find success. It's just, Absolutely. it's just, it's sort of, you know, it's, it's just he's, another he's tool in the toolbox. He's a total package. Exactly. Um, that said, he, I'm not going to say he's quite the route runner that Jerry Judy is. Um, but I mean, there's, plenty of successful wide receivers in the NFL that I don't think are quite the white route runners that Jerry Judy is. So, you know, you, you take every, you know, you, you make work what you make work, you know? So well, what, what I'll say, so I think there's a lot of, there are some, a lot of rugs haters out there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's people that have been burned getting those speed guys in the past. Yeah. Um, no pun intended. You know, I, I, I <laughs> I've, I've always kind of, uh, straight away from guys like that like when i'm drafting for my dynasty team i'm usually going for the specimen you know i'm usually going for the cd lamb you know i'm usually going you know for those guys that 
you know, those contested catch guys, those, you know, the Michael Thomas is mm-hmm. guys. That's, that's the type of receiver that I like to have on my team. Uh, you know, Mike Evans, and, you know, the whole list, but, uh, there's been a lot of rugs hate I've seen out there um, going into this draft. I mean, there's people saying he's the fifth or sixth best receiver in this draft, you know, and I think that that's crazy. Um, I think one thing with me and you is we both have, we both had Lamb, Judy, and Ruggs in a tier of their own in the top three. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some other guys right after there. You know, Jefferson is, mm-hmm. I have Jefferson in his own separate tier after those three guys. I feel like I have Lamb, Judy, I and think- Ruggs. I feel like you got to put Rieger in there now, though. I mean, they got they got taken back to back. Yeah, I mean you know? Rieger and, and Rieger and Rieger went ahead of Jefferson. You know. Yeah, I mean my Which, tiers are. It's I still have Jefferson in his own tier, and then I have Rieger, Ayuk, and Higgins in the next tier. Yeah, I have small tiers. I oh, would. I have little baby tiers. <laughs> I would probably put Jefferson. Jefferson, Rieger, Mims, Ayuk, and their own, and Higgins in their own tier. Okay. So, with this, but still with this first tier, let's talk about these landing spots. So, Ruggs was the first one, went to the Raiders. Uh, Judy goes to Denver, and Lamb goes to Dallas. Surprisingly, falls all the way to Dallas. Dallas, not expecting it, but going with the best player available, which I think was a great move by them. Yeah. And, you know, quite honestly, I think, um, and you know, a lot of people are saying that Dallas is a horrible landing spot for Lamb. I don't, I don't think it's the worst landing spot. I don't either. You know, you know, I think, I think it certainly hurts Gallup. Um, mm-hmm. I think it helps Dak Prescott. It is quite possibly oh, the bi- the biggest winner. <laughs> you know, uh, and and I think you know Cooper is gonna Cooper is gonna do his thing. They just signed him too. I think, yeah, I think it helps Zeke a lot. Absolutely. You know, they're, I mean, they're not going to be able to play, you know, fill the box with eight, with, with eight guys, you know, with Lamb and Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup out there. I mean, that's just, I mean, that offense, I mean, that Dallas offense is, is really like scary, you know, um, you know, and it's, it's kind of one of those drafts where, you know, it was that's kind of the nature of the way when you have a deep draft, sort of like every team, you know, at least in theory walks away, you know, like kind of like, Oh wow. You know, we all got kind of got our guy, but I must say, you know, there were some teams that I thought Dallas really killed it. I thought Minnesota killed it. Um, overall Ravens, the Ravens, the Ravens had a great draft. Um, I would say those were the, those were the top three teams. Um, Indianapolis, I, I thought, kind of had a sneaky good draft. Um, they, they, did, they yeah. Jaguars, Jaguars, yeah. I a couple of their picks though, I was kind of like, huh, yeah. You know, um, they drafted, uh, they drafted a tight end, um, Tyler, yeah, da- that, Tyler yeah. Davis, who I didn't even have ranked, and I was kind of like, that's yeah. that's like a guy you yeah. could probably draft. Got a little funky. Got a little funky yeah. towards the end. I, yeah, I, I think, liked what they did in the beginning. You know, I think, I think, I think a couple of these GMs maybe started. New Orleans bro- broke out, broke out the scotch a little too early in the sixth yeah. round or something. <laughs> New Orleans did. New Orleans, I thought did well. Carolina, I thought did well. Yeah, Carolina, it's all defense, all defense, yep. Carolina. So I don't want to talk about the Patriots draft. Yeah, I, I mean, just don't really want to have have that conversation. 
Yeah, so yeah, their first so, two so, their first two picks were ranked outside my top seventy. So let's <laughs> just leave it at that. So so top three so top three so top three wide receivers. Um, give me just landing spot alone. Give me the uh, best to worst landing spots. Um, I would say. I think I think Judy and Ruggs. I mean, I mean, I guess Ruggs. You got to say is the best landing spot, just because there's no real competition there. Um, you know, I mean, Ty, what Tyrell Williams is really the only other guy. You know. Yeah, I mean, in, I say in Oakland is definitely the best. Yeah, I mean, he's immediately the best wide receiver in Oakland. Yeah, like, no question. Um, and then I mean, I guess I guess Judy and Lamb are kind of are kind of in a similar boat because, you know, you know, with, with Judy in Denver, you have, uh, Sutton, you Sutton across the way, you know, Cortland Sutton. And then, um, and Denver also, and then, yeah, I was going to say Amari Cooper in Dallas, but I was going to say Denver too. Like they drafted a couple other wide receivers this year. Right. They drafted. And and not only that, not only that, but they, but Drew Locke is still, you know, we still don't know who, what he is. Right. Right. So, I'm I'm still I, you know I had I had Lamb as my number one wide receiver pre-draft. Um, I don't think I can put him any lower than two. Um, you know, I, it's it's weird with these wide receivers, man. I'm I'm tempted to just kind of stick to my guns and and just stick with my original pre-draft of Lamb, Judy, Rugs. I have it the despite, same way. I I stuck with it. You know, and it's totally upside down, obviously, in how they were took. You know how are they how are they were taken in the draft in in order, but um, I'm tempted to just kind of stick to my guns and say you know Lamb, Judy, Rugs, and I'm and, I'm the same way. And and another another interesting point that you kind of skirted around earlier was, you know, you know Rugs being kind of the prototypical speed guy. What I think what's interesting about this top three is they're all kind of like represent like the three like major types of like wide receivers that have yeah. you know that have really been successful in the NFL. <laughs> totally. sort of, you have you have like the prototypical speed guy in rugs, mm-hmm. you know, you know, who like we said, you know, is more than just that. But and then you have Judy who's like the polished, you know, just route runner, yep. extraordinaire, you know, just so much polish to his game and just, you know, like a master of his craft, you know, for, you know, at least for a rookie prospect. Totally. And uh, and then you have Lamb, who is just sort of that like physical freak, like Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, like you know, can run routes, can contest catches. Just is just you know, his genetics are just better than the next guys, you know. And and he's put the work in, you know. We don't want to. I don't want to take that away from him either. But you know, there's there's just guys like that that you you know they just have it, and some guys don't. So. Um. So I have the same thing. I've got I've got Lamb, Judy, and Ruggs still. But I would be happy with any of those three if I were drafting right now. I would be I would be psyched if I got either of those any any of those top three guys. And you know, if we combine those with the top eight of you know with the other five running backs and, and form our eight, form our eight top eight guys, yep, eight total guys. I mean. If I have a top eight pick this year, 
I'm like, I'm pumped, dude. Because I'm and just that, like... I think it's the best top eight that you could say in a long time. Since I've been doing this. Because like, even sir- with even the year with Kamara, like there was no... People didn't know what Kamara was going to be. Right. Until halfway through the season. Like Kamara wasn't... He wasn't getting drafted... You know, Kareem Hunt moved up in that draft before the season started. And he, but he even Kareem Hunt was kind of a late guy that nobody really, you know, expected. Certainly didn't expect him to, to, you know, and he kind of. It was like Fournette, McCaffrey, and Cook, and then Mixon. And there was like four guys right there. Hunt came in a little bit later. And then Kamara was like one of the next guys off the board, but nobody was expecting it. Now you've got five running backs, and you've got three wide receivers. And that year for wide receivers, it was Corey Davis and um, Mike Williams, I think. Yep. And those guys didn't really pan out. I mean, there's a lot of Mike Williams love still. But, uh, but I mean, Lamb, Judy, and Ruggs? Come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I really do think all three of these guys are going to be, you know, successful wide receivers in the NFL for, you know, the next, you know, 10 years plus. I, I, you know, I really do think that they are that special. So, you know, and that's... So this is, this is a wide, a wide, uh, this is like a, a deep wide receiver core, our uh, core, core group of guys. So you've got, after those guys, I would say Jefferson and Rieger would be the next two. I would definitely say they're in the next two. Um, and I think they are – there's quite a few wide receivers well, let's that, just are, throw that are ahead. Let's throw Ayuk in there too because they're all first-round picks. Well, there was six sure. first-round pick first wide receivers. And I almost feel like you got to throw Higgins in there too because, I mean, he was taking he was third, 30, 33rd overall. So, I mean, he's right there. Um, so, would you put Jefferson at the top of that group? I had Jefferson above Rieger pre-draft, so I would, you know, I would, I think I would. Rieger went one spot ahead of Jefferson, so I'm, I'm probably going to stick with Jefferson there and yeah, uh, stick, stick with Rieger at five, mm-hmm. which is my same top five pre-draft, quite honestly, with Lamb, Judy, Ruggs, Jefferson, Rieger. It's mine too. We don't and have a then, whole lot of differences with these, with these guys right now. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, like I said, pre-draft. I had Mims at six, Ayuk at seven, and Higgins at eight. So I would probably put, I mean, I'd probably put Ayuk and Higgins above Mims at this point, just based on um, draft pedigree. But I mean, it's at the same time, I mean, I'd almost rather have Mims over both those guys too, now that I'm thinking about it, because he went to the Jets. You know, with the landing spot, yeah. With the landing spot, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost, I'm looking at it, and this, I feel like this never happens. Um, you know, I'm not really trying to pat myself on the back too much, but I mean, I'm not sure I would really change my top eight right now. With, with pre-draft, I think that might stand is Lamb, Judy, Ruggs, Jefferson, Rieger, top five, Mims at six, Ayuk at seven, and Higgins at eight. I'm pretty comfortable with rolling with that. I mean, 
quite so, honestly. So Jefferson and Rieger will agree with. I have them as my next two guys. Mm-hmm. Jefferson went to Minnesota, Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. and Jalen Rieger went to the Eagles. Um, those guys, I mean, they both fill a need. They both go and do good landing spots. Um, so then I have Ayuk I- and uh, Higgins next. So Ayuk was a guy that a lot of people had going in the first round. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of dipped a little bit. And then people had him kind of maybe going more into the second round. Um, and he had some injury issues, didn't he? He did. He had, um, I believe he had a core surgery. That's right. So he just had surgery. Yeah. And uh, honestly, wasn't, admittedly, it wasn't 100% for the combine and sort of grinded it out and, and still ran a 4-5. And, uh, you know, Ayuk, six, six foot, 205, measured in the combine. A lot of people said, you know, and Ayuk admittedly, you know, which is obviously a little bit of, you know, self-bias there. But a lot of people thought that, you know, and still think that he's he's a lot faster than that when he's at 100%. Yeah. And, and four or five is a completely respectable number for a wide receiver. So I have him as my next guy after Rieger. And I think San Francisco is a good landing spot. I mean, another winner, another winner is uh, Garoppolo. I feel like in this draft, if you have Garoppolo, because they added another wide receiver, and they didn't get another quarterback. <laughs> so I feel like uh, if you if you own Garoppolo as one of your quarterbacks, um, I think that that this was a good draft for for him. Um. I, I think I like Ayuk. I think that's a good fit. San Francisco moved up to get him. They really wanted him. Um, paired hit pair him up with Debo, and then you got Kittle. I think that's a pretty nice. I think it's a pretty nice landing spot for him. And then I have Higgins. After that, and uh, Higgins, I'm kind of up and down on. Um, I feel like Clemson receivers. I know DeAndre Hopkins. Played at Clemson, but I feel like Clemson receivers have kind of struggled in the NFL. Um, Mike Williams, Clemson. Um, you know, and he's good, but he's not. I don't think he's great. Um, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins, same thing. I mean, he's had a good career, but, you know, he's. I think he was like a top five pick. Um, Higgins, to me, he's DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hop- you got DeAndre Hopkins, but... <clears throat> Right, I don't. I don't level. think. I, I don't think Higgins is quite DeAndre Hopkins, though. No, he's not. He doesn't have the build too. I. I feel like he's he's tall, but he's not. He doesn't have a lot of weight. I feel like he doesn't look like he does anyway. Um, so I mean, we'll see. I mean, I don't see him being really. I mean, the, he went to Cincinnati, so he's got Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, you know, John Ross. He's kind of like kind of lower guy on the totem pole there maybe not john ross but he's he's going into a pretty established crew i mean i know they got a new quarterback so he's definitely a wait and see guy for me Mm. um i wouldn't feel too confident like he's definitely not in my top 10 you know but he's he's right outside i guess for me rieger and Ayuk would round out that top 10 or or maybe jefferson and rieger actually for an like overall you're overall top 10 yeah yeah and then Ayuk would be there, and then Higgins. I like Mims. Um, 
I like the Jets landing spot. I don't think it's the greatest landing spot just because um just because of Gase and you know, I'm still not sold on Darnold. I think I think it's a good landing spot. I think it's competition a good landing- wise, competition wise it's right. good. Exactly. I think it's a good landing spot just in that exactly. I think he's immediately the best wide receiver uh for the Jets. So I have yeah. Pittman ahead of Mims. For Pittman's is a, for Indy, picked right after Higgins. I think Pittman's going to be a good player. I'm I'm uh, I'm big on him. I agree. I agree. Uh, I think you know with with Pittman though too. It's like you know you got Paris Campbell who they drafted last year. You have, you still have T Y Hilton there. I do um, think Pittman's going to jump Paris Campbell pretty quickly. Yeah. I think he's I think there's a chance that he becomes the number one receiver by the end of the year. I I could certainly see it. I mean and I mean T Y Hilton, I mean he's what, like thirty two now, so Yeah. I I think Pittman was a great pick by Indy. I, I think he's a great I mean he was kind of moving up my board already. Mm-hmm. Um but once he went to Indy, I was like, all right, this that's a great spot. So I have him like right after Higgins. And then Mims and then and then uh Chenault. Jacksonville. What do you think about him? I like Chenault. Um, another you know, another he, second round pick. He was a guy that fell, you know, was projected yep. was projected early on to be a first round pick. And I mean he still got taken in the second round, like you said, so um, I think I think Chanel is some have labeled him sort of like a gadgety guy. Yeah, you know, I think he's more than that. I think what concerns me more is that his, you know, he's he's been hurt. Um, you know, we talked about Ayuk and the core surgery. I'm yep. fairly certain uh, Chanel had the same sort of the same has had the same issues. Um, which isn't, I mean, that's not the worst, you know, injury for a wide receiver, you know, sort of having core issues like that. Um, you know, I, it's, it's, but it's at the same time, it's sort of, you know, he's had a lot of other nagging stuff. I think he had, you know, uh, some other nagging injury. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, he he's just been kind of one of those guys who who he hasn't been healthy throughout college, and you just kind of wonder about his durability. Uh, ran a four five eight at the combine, six one two twenty seven, is built a lot like a Debo Samuel, mm. in that he's like a very you know compact wide receiver. You know he's not he's not like an AJ Green, one of these you know tall lanky guys. You know he, but you know he he's willing to you know take on contacts, put his head down, uh, can run routes and, and, you know, and, and does have that gadget element, but I think, I think he's more than just a gadget player. So it's, I I think a lot is just riding on his health for me. All right. So for the listeners, you know, we've gone through some running backs, some wide receivers. We're going to go through each position in a, uh, in its own podcast soon but this is just our first reaction so we don't want to go too deep into the positions 
So why don't we move on to quarterbacks and and talk about our first reactions to the landing spots of the quarterbacks. Well, let me let me ask you before we dive into the quarterbacks. Okay. Um, where would you sort of where would you put uh, where is where is the tier break? So assuming assuming the running backs are still your top guys, you know who would you still have your top running back above your top wide receiver in yes. an overall? Yeah. So yes. where where is the tier break there, would you say, with the running backs? Well, I mean, I always put running backs ahead of receivers. So, like, mm-hmm. for me, I would put Taylor, Hilaire, Akers, and Swift ahead of all the wide receivers. Wow, really? Okay. Yeah. But that's for me. I mean, a lot of people like the longevity. I'm I trade yeah. a lot. I love mm-hmm. to trade. So I actually I actually think that to me running backs have more value mm-hmm. because the um it burns brighter. The value mm-hmm. burns brighter. Whereas the yeah. value for receivers burns longer. Right. It's more about uh, knowing when to trade that running back. Right. So, like, if I if I get a running back and he becomes a top five running back, you know, I feel like I'm going to get more value than a top five receiver. So, that's why I like the running backs more. Because I feel like I can, uh, you know, I can get more value for them. So, I, I'm always just, that's just how I am. Um it's like to me, receivers is such a deeper position, and it's mm-hmm. such like a, I don't want to get into too much philosophy about it, but but it's like such a deeper position, and because it lasts longer, it's like there isn't as much. It's like if I need to get a receiver, I can get one that's thirty years old to win a championship, whereas a running back, it's like if I need a running back, it's like, you know, you got to get one of those those primetime guys if you need a big-time player and they're just too hard to get they're just so hard to get right so for me it's like it's it's like i'd rather take a shot on a running back early in a draft than on a wide receiver um but i think after we're done we should just do like a quick overall of all the positions um okay fair enough. in this podcast so we'll come back we'll we'll do uh we'll do quarterbacks and tight ends and then we'll come back and we'll do like Maybe we'll do like a little mock of just like something like that of the top 20 guys. All right. So I think the obvious quarterback, you know, obvious QB one is Joe Burrow. I don't think there's any debating that. Yep. Um, you know, unless you're related to Tua or something. I mean, there's some Tua believers out there, but I mean, let's be real. It's like Burrow's going to Cincinnati. He's going to have A.J. Green, potentially. Um, he's going to have Tyler Boyd. He's going to have Joe Mixon, T. Higgins. I mean, it's just like that, that situation right there. It's just coming in as the number one guy, the way that he played. I mean, he's he's definitely the number the number one quarterback, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Plus Tua, we, know, we don't even know if he's going to play right away. 
I mean, they can say Dalton's going to play. Any anybody can say Dalton's going to start the season, but it's just a matter of time before Burrow is the guy. I don't. I don't think there's any way Burrow doesn't start on day one. <laughs> but I'm just saying, even way. if they decided that he was, right, it's just right. going to take two losses. You know, maybe not even take one two interception. Quarters, two quarters. <laughs> totally. Um. Yeah, no, I think I think Burrow uh Superflex, Superflex 101, Joe Burrow. Um I'm going to say yes and I'm going to say yes because because of value. So if you if you have the 101 and you have, you know, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, it's like you're probably going to want to take Jonathan Taylor. But as far as value goes, it's like you know, Burrow's still the 101 in the Superflex. You know, maybe, yeah. maybe if it's a 12, maybe if it's like a 10-team league, maybe not. Yeah. But, but for the most part, I mean, you know, Burrow's definitely the... It's just with the quarterbacks are just so valuable in a Superflex mm-hmm. that it's, if you're going to go value, if you're going to forget about team need, yeah. forget about team need, it's, he's definitely the 101. I, I absolutely agree. And I mean, I, and I think if you're in a super flex and, and even if you have Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, you still take Burrow and then you trade right. one of the other guys, right. <laughs> you know, when you trade back. Right. Um, exactly. So, you know, I don't think there's any debating that. I think Tua is still, you know, my pre-draft was Joe Burrow, Tua, Tago, Vailoa, and Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, and then Jordan Love were my top five. So two. Uh, so so would you have Tua as a number two? Still, I'm I'm still inclined to have Tua as my as my number two. Yeah, me too. But he wouldn't uh, be the one hundred two. He wouldn't be the one hundred two. No. Yeah, I I feel the same way. I had too many, in pre, too many risks. Yeah, pre so pre draft I had in Superflex. I had uh, Superflex, my top 70. I had Tua as my 10th overall guy. Um, right between Jefferson and Jalen Rieger. Yeah. So, you know, and a, lot of, I, and a lot of people, you know, thought I was too low on him. I'm not really inclined to, to move him too much there. Uh, if anything, I might move him down a little bit. Even in Superflex, just just because you know it's it's unless I'm getting you know a guy that I think is going to be a sure thing in Superflex as a quarterback, it's kind of I'm not really going to make it. I'm still not going to make it a priority, you know, unless maybe I'm really desperate. Right. Basically, what what you're saying, and I and I totally agree, is that Burrow is the 101 in a Superflex, not because he's the first quarterback taken, but because he's Joe Burrow. Yeah, like he he deserves to be the 101 because of the player that he is. If Tua was the first quarterback, if there was no Burrow and Tua was the first guy taken, it doesn't mean he wouldn't be the 101. Right. You know, it's just Burrow is, I mean, the guy had an amazing season. You know, he definitely Quite, you know, put it all by, together. I mean, by all accounts, I mean, the, like it's not even an, an exaggeration to say he had the greatest college football right. season a quarterback has ever had. You know, and then, and then he, it then he got to the playoffs and he just even turned it on even more against the best 
competition you could ask for. Made made Nick Saban and Alabama look silly. Yeah. Which is no small task. Um, you know, many many have tried, many have failed against that team. So, so we got Burrow and Tua. Where would you go after that? I think Herbert is the obvious the obvious three. Um, I don't think there's any question. I don't think there's any any you know I don't you know love love like I said. I had it five before the draft, so you know uh, maybe I move him above you know uh, above uh, probably move Jordan Love above Jalen Hurts at this point. Mm just based on landing spot and the fact that he was a first round talent. Whereas Jalen Hurts. You can't you can't love Love's landing spot though. No, no, I mean he's a guy that you, you can't take him I don't think in Superflex drafts, I don't think you can take him in the first two rounds. I mean I, I'm not even sure I'd take him in round three. With Aaron Rodgers there? I mean, really? Yeah. Like are we serious, you know? Um, I I think there's a very good chance that Jalen Hurts plays before Jordan Love. You know, I I, I think have he could... I bumped Eason up, so I have Herbert next, and then I put Eason up in front of Love. So you have Eason as your fourth QB. Yep. Okay. I yeah. I mean, I mean, I already liked Eason. I it's I on, had... it's it's honestly after you know for me it's like. You know, like we said, Burrow is kind of just a tier all of his own. And then it's kind of like, and you know, I mean, I hate I hate to do this, but it's almost, I almost feel like the top three are almost like a tier of their own. Yeah. It's like where I had them in my Superflex, like I said, Burrow, I had 101, clear cut, Superflex 101. Got Tua at 10. This is pre-draft. Um, I think Burrow is still my, my 101 post-draft. Tua, uh, I might even move him down a couple spots, all the way down to like 14 or 15, just based on the guys. Because right now, you know, pre-draft, I had Tua ahead of Rieger. I had him ahead of Mims, Ayuk, Edwards Hilaire. Um, and then after after that, at uh, pre-draft, I had Herbert um, after Edwards Hilaire at 15. So they're kind of like the tier break guys for me. They're kind of like they kind of in my super flex rankings, the quarterbacks, those top quarterbacks almost serve as like the tier breaks. You know, it's like you have well, they the were that... well, they were early first round picks too. Mm-hmm. Those, those well, three guys, early first round picks that went to teams that you know they're probably going to start for you know day one. Well, Herbert's you know? not going to. You don't think Herbert will start over Tyrod Taylor? I don't think so. I don't know, man. <clears throat> I mean, we'll see. We'll see. But, I mean, worst case, let's let's say that are going to start sooner than later, you know. Uh, yeah. Whereas, I mean, Jordan Love, I mean, Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I think Tyrod Taylor's going to play pretty well. <clears throat> yeah. I'm not uh, – uh, you know, so, so that well, let's talk about Herbert then. What are your thoughts and on Tua, that? And Tua probably won't start right away. I mean, that's a different scenario. That's because that's, of injury. That's more injury-related, right. right. But, um, as soon as he's ready, he'll be in. 
as soon as he's ready. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and, the, and Miami could also kind of play the game with that, which I think some people are anticipating that. Yeah. You know, they kind of just redshirt him and then just like, you know, have another right. crappy year and get another high draft pick. But, you know, then again, I you know, I think that's that's also kind of a little bit of unfair speculation. I think if I think Tua is going to be chomping at the bit to get out there into a Tom Brady-less AFC East. Miami might not be that uh, bad. Yeah, and I mean, they had a ton of picks this year. I mean, they, you know, we talked we talked about some teams they, that, had, they, that had good They drafts. did well in the draft. They did well. I they thought. did. We didn't we didn't mention them, but at the same time, you know, you they had what three first round picks, so it's yeah. You know, when you have when you have three first round picks, it's tough not to have a, a great draft on paper. So you know, but you know, they did they did the work in prior to the draft trading those picks. You know, trading away trading away Tunsil, trading away Mika Fitzpatrick. Um, so where uh, where where um, where are you putting Herbert? So I have Herbert at three. Um, sort of sort of like among like just I know we're gonna sort of you know tackle an overall later, but where would you where would you sort of just put him among the overall, like in Superflex right now, roughly? So those three quarterbacks, I think it's kinda like what you said. I mean Burrow's the one oh one and then I would have Tua, Tua and Herbert um pretty close together. Mm-hmm. Uh right outside the top ten. Yeah. Um you know, Tua mostly based on upside. Right. You know, he's a total risk reward guy. Um, I think if this was a more shallow draft, those guys would be earlier. Yeah. But I'm probably going to take those eight guys before I take Tua. You know, between Taylor and Dobbins and Lamb, Judy, and Ruggs, you know, Tua is right. probably going to come right after that. And I might even, in a super flex, you know, I might even put Herbert, as far as value goes, right, right after Tua. Are you are you taking Jefferson? I probably and or, and or Rieger above Tua. I might take them after. After I'm after Tua, Tua Tua in front of them, Tua just for Superflex, obviously. Fair enough. Okay. Um, Herbert would be maybe right after those other few guys, or right, maybe right after That's Tua. Somewhere sort of next there, year, though. yeah. Um, and then after that, so I have Eason after that. Who I like Eason. I I think he's pretty good and. You know, he's a guy that's like, you know, he's going to sit behind Rivers, but, you know, it might just be one year. Um, yeah. I think that was a good pick, and he's in a great spot for a quarterback, you know, with... with. Uh, and let's, I mean, let's be real, too. The health, Reich. the health of a 39-year-old quarterback isn't guaranteed either. So, yeah. I mean... And it's a new spot, and it's... I mean, they might not have the leash... You know they might have like a, a leash on him more so than than he had in in uh, for the Chargers, right? On Philip Rivers, I'm talking about because, yeah, um, he, you know he's going to a new team. I mean, if he starts throwing picks all over the place, because Indy's they're putting together a nice team over there. Yeah. And, no, and if, uh, if 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 East, if Eason, I mean, it's sort of a scenario, you know, where where Eason, you know, could really grab. The starting job. If he if he shows out, you know, in uh, in training camp and preseason and all that stuff, 
you know, he could really, he could really, you know, like you said, kind of put Philip Rivers on notice. And if Rivers comes out the gate and struggles, I, you know, I could see, I could see Eason taking that job a lot sooner than people anticipate. And, you and know what I'm realizing it. You know what I'm realizing is, other than Tua, almost every one of these quarterbacks has a name that starts with J. <laughs> Anyways, uh, um, yeah. No, so I have Easton, and then take, and then I have. Take, uh, take it easy, uh, Trey Wingo. Right. right? <laughs> no, I'm looking at it. I'm like Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Eat Love, Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts, Jake Fromm. But anyway, uh, so I moved Easton in front of Love. I had Love, Jake, Jake Luton, James Morgan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. It's like it more than half of the receivers there. But anyway. Um I'll just keep moving forward. Um I had all love we, ahead of Eason. That's all we can do, man. Yeah. That's all we can do. <laughs> I had love in front of Eason. And um but I moved Eason in front just because of that landing spot, you know, going to Indy. And then love being in Green Bay, it's like that's a tricky spot because it's like you're looking at a couple of years there before, you know, Aaron Rodgers is probably going to come out guns a blazing, um, which is probably one of the reasons why they made that pick. But I think they really like Jordan Love in Green Bay. So that's going to be a that's just going to be a weird, awkward situation. Things are going to get awkward in Green Bay. For sure. And then Hertz and Philly. um, I'm not a huge. I think you like Hurts more than I do. Um, and then Fromm, you know, those are the only guys really that are that matter. And um, you know, Fromm's going to be buried in Buffalo. Hurts is buried in Philly. Love's buried in Green Bay. And then to me, Easton is the guy with the next chance out of all those guys to like to to play sooner rather than later. Yeah, and I mean. I think uh I think you know the thing about Hertz is he's just continued to get better. And you know, when when Tua came in and sort of usurped that job from Hertz at Alabama, you know, you know, everybody knows the story coming in in the national championship game and and, and beating Georgia um in that come behind come from behind win. You know, uh I think I think I, I even thought Hertz was sort of like dead in the water. And then he transferred to Oklahoma, you know, and, and he came out of the gates like amazing. And then, you know, he, he sort of, you know, they, they still made the college football playoff, but, you know, kind of fizzled out. And um, I think uh, I just think he's continued to get better. And he's a guy that I, I can see playing in the NFL, you know, just, just for that reason, he's continued to get better. He's continued to become a more accurate passer. Uh, he has the athleticism. I mean, the guy's six one two twenty two, ran a four, five, nine 40. I mean, he, you know, he's arguably, you know, uh, the most athletic quarterback in this draft. You know, everybody talks about Jordan loves athleticism, but, I think, you know, Jalen Hurts is, is every bit the the running quarterback, if you will. 
And um, I just think some people are sleeping on him. And I think Philadelphia is a great landing spot with Doug Peterson. Carson Wentz is a quarterback that really, you know, has shown, you know, put together an MVP caliber season before he got hurt, you know, and then of course Nick Foles goes on to win the Super Bowl. But I just, I'm not sold on Carson Wentz, man. I, I don't know if he can stay healthy. You know, I don't know if his body can stand up to NFL punishment. So I, I yeah. can see Jalen Hurts stepping in and taking some snaps, um, you know, and at least securing that number two role in Philadelphia. And if once if Wentz can't stay stay healthy, I don't see any reason why Hurts couldn't, you know, um, you know, at least put himself in the conversation and, and give himself a chance to win that starting job. Uh, stranger things have happened. Yeah, I mean, well, if if Wentz goes down again and Hurts wins the Super Bowl, then <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> see what happens uh, after that. It's happened before. Exactly. Yeah. So, so, as far as quarterbacks go, I mean, those are really the only guys for this exercise worth talking about. Yeah. Um. A couple, a couple other guys. I mean, there's only a handful of other guys that really got drafted. Um, my, my top eight guys got drafted. My top eight quarterbacks got drafted. Um, outside my top eight, four guys got drafted. And I'll, Nate Stanley, James Morgan, and then two guys that just didn't even have ranks were Ben DiNucci and Tommy Stevens. Um, I'll just mention oh, Ben DiNucci. <laughs> you never. You didn't have Ben DiNucci at a James Madison ranked? Uh, you know, his his name didn't begin with J, but the school he went to began with J, so. <laughs> James Madison? James Madison. Um, but, yeah. Um, Cole McDonald. What do you think? Cole McDonald's actually a guy I wanted to mention. Um, went to Tennessee. And out of Hawaii, um, another another guy, kind of um, you know, not the not the most gifted passer, but I think Cole McDonald, um, above the shoulders, you know, has you know has good football intelligence, and I think could you know at the very worst be a, a backup in the NFL for a long time. And in Tennessee, I mean, he's sort of a dart throw guy, you know, behind Tannehill there now. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, so he's he's just a guy I wanted to mention. Cole McDonald out of Hawaii, six three two fifteen, ran a four five eight forty. I feel like he's definitely a guy too that we're going to talk about more when we talk about quarterbacks because because I, I like him too. Like he's got a good story. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think he's you know got a good chance of winning that backup job, which is a nice job to have. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, Cole McDonald, I mean, honestly, for me, like, past the top three, I'm probably not drafting any of these quarterbacks in the standard leagues. And, I mean, we're in a 32-team league, so, like, which, you know, by the way, I love, and, like, it's, you know, a lot of these guys are going to be drafted. A lot of these quarterbacks, you know, like, yeah, Luton's going to get drafted. (laughs) But that's... That's a 32-team super flex. So, yes. you know, in a, in a, even a 16-team, 
standard league, you know, uh, like one league I'm in with, you know, it's like 38 roster spots, 10 team taxi. I don't think any of these quarterbacks outside the top three are going to get drafted, even in a league like that. And, and like I said, in our, you know, like you said, in our super flex league, 32 teams, zero to two QB starters, um, you know, what we got 40 man roster spots, 10 man taxi. Absolutely. I think every one of these quarterbacks that got drafted are probably going to get drafted in that league. Eason's um, probably going to be a second round pick. <laughs> yeah. But that's also like pick pick number like 50. Right. In that league. I don't even know if I would take Eason that high personally, but but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I could see it happening, but I don't know if I would have him ranked that high. All right, so let's uh, uh, let's move over to tight ends. So another another case where um, you know, sort of same boat as the quarterbacks, where I think there's a clear cut top tier guy here. Cole Kmet out of Notre Dame got drafted by the Chicago Bears. Uh, he's six six two sixty two, ran four seven flat at the combine. And this is a guy who I don't think there's, you know, before the draft, leading up to the draft, he's been the number one tight end. And I think he remains the number one tight end. Um, obviously not, you know, a uh, caliber of player that Burrow is, but just in terms of sort of in a tier of his own this year, uh, you know, at least in terms of his respective position is Cole Komet. Right. And, and as, and as deep as running back and wide receiver is in this draft, that's how shallow tight ends are. I mean, tight end, this is, you know, you never know. Every once in a while, like, you'll have a bad tight end class and one or two guys end up being, like, Hall of Famers. But um, but this is not, in my opinion, a very deep tight end class. I'm sure some guys will surprise me, um, but... It's definitely lacking. I mean, you know, last year, you know, we kind of there was a little bit of a embarrassment of riches with, with Fant and Hawkinson and um, even Herb Smith and even some other guys that came out, Dawson Knox and um, Caden Smith ended up being a surprise. But this year, you know, we might get some I guys love, like love Caden Smith. Yeah, we might get some guys like that. But I mean, definitely Komet, like he's the guy, but. I don't love the landing spot in Chicago. Um, and they got Jimmy Graham. They've got. To be fair, to be fair, I mean, if Foles wins that starting job, yes, you know Foles. At least at oh, his I, best. Oh, I, I hope you know, I he, hope Foles wins that starting job. So yeah. bad. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I think I speak for all dynasty yeah, players. I think you speak when, for everybody when, that owns <laughs> Allen Robinson. And all, all citizens of Chicago and of <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> if you when own, we say we hope Nick Foles wins that. If you own Allen Robinson <laughs> or Anthony Miller or Jimmy Graham or I mean anybody in that Montgomery, you do not. You want Foles to win that job. Absolutely. I mean, I know I do. I mean, I own Anthony Miller in the league and. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, just, it's tough, man. Trubisky's a tough, I, I think he's not going to win that job. I think Foles is going to win that job for sure. 
I don't and I don't think they would have went out, went out and got him. Yeah. For and taken on the contract that they did if and that wasn't the too, plan. And it's like, I, mean, I mean, think about that's how bad Trubisky is. Is that yeah. like? <laughs> well, well, and that's that's sort of the flip side though too. Is you know which foals are we going to get? You know, uh, are we going to get you know sort of you know the Nick Foles that took down the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl? You know, uh, I don't, don't want to talk about that too much, but <laughs> <laughs> a couple of Patriots fans sitting here. But you know, are, are we going to get that Nick Foles, or are we going to get you know the Nick Foles that fizzled out you know in Arizona? fizzled out in jacksonville i think know, bears uh, i think bears fans care about that i don't think dynasty owners care they just want a guy that can like you know not throw it to the other team every you know like <laughs> or just yeah. sail the ball over guys it's just so bad so yeah. bad i mean he can't make progression i mean that was such a bad pick on their part i just ugh. yeah that guy needs to go man Especially considering the the players that he went over that year. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean <laughs> that was the that was the Deshaun Watson Patrick Mahomes year. Yep. I mean they took Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Like, and they traded up to get him. Yeah. Not much, but I mean, I think it was one pick, but but still, yeah. It's like, yeah. Ouch. Wow, that is rough. Anyway, so we got Komet. He he played at Notre Dame. Kind of a guy that's just strong at everything. You know, good, like, prototypical tight end. He can block. He you, can catch passes. He's athletic. And, and you know what? You, you know what? You know what I, Cole Komet kind of, who Cole Komet kind of reminds me of it is, is just sort of this well-rounded player coming out. He reminds me of Greg Olson. Yeah. Who was another guy that Chicago drafted a number of years ago. You know, what was that? Like, 2009? 2008 draft i'm so bad with the years and stuff like that man it was a while ago though i'm guessing I'm, i mean olsen's been in the league for for a long time I and mean, what is that. he like 30 he's up there he's up there but but yeah i mean cole Komet kind of reminds me of olsen a little bit he just he's like he's not flashy you know he's not like a flashy guy like you know, he didn't run a crazy forty time like Albert uh Abwub on him. And uh you know, he's not quite quite that, you know, level of like freak athlete, but I just think he does everything well. Like you said, he he can block, he can run routes, he can do a little bit of everything. And he's you know, he, he looks like he's a starter in the NFL. You know, whether that translates and to what degree that translates into fantasy production. We'll see, but uh, I think I think there's you know an argument to be made that after I mean there's a there's a real drop off after Komet. You know I don't, I don't think I don't know man I, I I actually so I have Troutman next and I really like him. Yeah, I I almost have him in the tier with Komet, and the landing really? spot the la- well the landing spot helped. So right now I have Komet in his own tier, and I have uh, Adam Troutman next on the next tier the Mm -hmm. top of the next tier for me and um he's a guy that um he moved up in the senior bowl and in the combine um he's a smaller school guy 
and he um but he has all the tools as well and i was actually hoping he was the patriots were going to take him but he ended up yeah. going to new orleans which is a you know a good landing spot patriots decided to take a different fcs guy yeah <laughs> um kyle kyle duggar <clears throat> right but but uh yeah troutman he played a dayton but um you know he's he's definitely to me he's up there i mean both of those guys i mean troutman will be behind jared cook um Komet will you know i guess you could say be behind jimmy graham and i see both of those guys of you know trout by the time troutman probably becomes legitimate you know breeze is going to be on his way out um so i mean i think both these I think this is a real tight end class that is going to take a couple of years. I don't think, I mean, even the guys that came out last year that were hyped so much, you know, they're, they're going to take a couple of years. It's just really the way the tight end position is. Uh, well, what's, what's funny about this draft too is uh, I felt like one of the more polished guys that didn't even get drafted was Thaddeus Moss. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I know we're not going to, you know, we talk. We don't. We don't want to go too deep on this podcast. This is just kind of a knee jerk reaction to, you know, some well, of the that was, it was definitely tier, a surprise. For top sure. tier guys, top tier guys that got drafted. But yeah, it was a huge surprise that that Thaddeus Moss, one of those you know LSU championship guys that didn't get drafted at all. I mean, especially, you know, his teammate, the same position, Stephen Sullivan, got drafted by Seattle. So. He's a guy that I, I think, you know, just talking about these guys who might be projects, you know, this or that, need to work on this or that. I thought, you know, coming into this, I thought Thaddeus Moss and Cole Komet were two of the most complete tight ends in the draft. You know, and, and a lot of these other guys are just like trait guys. You know, yeah. they, you know they, they do this or that, and they, they have traits, but... In terms of, of uh, you know, just just being a well-rounded player, and I know, believe coming, Moss coming out as a prospect, and believe Moss um, signed with Washington for training camp or whatever to try out for Washington, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So now the next two guys on my list after Troutman is um. Was it Bryson Hopkins? Is that his name? Bryson? Mm-hmm. And uh, Harrison Bryant? And they went... Hopkins went to the Rams. And Bryant went to the to the Browns. Yeah. And I don't like either of those landing spots. I know you have uh, that other guy, Agawabonim. We could talk about him too. I guess those are the next three guys. Ak- and he Akwubanim. 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 Banim. Akwubanim. You got but, it. And he went to Denver. So all three of those spots are kind of like tricky landing spots. Um, I mean, the Rams for me, I, I'm big on Higby. I think Higby's kind of like, it's just like what we talk about with tight ends. It's like, it takes a couple of years and then it clicks. And uh, I feel like with Higby, like, 
it clicked last year for him. I mean, he had like over 100 yards receiving the last like four games a season and like four touchdowns or something. Um, and I, and now, and then you've also got Everett there and now they've got Hopkins. So it's kind of like, that's a, that's a tough road for him. And then Bryant went to Cleveland who just brought in Hooper and then also having Joku. So he goes there as a third wheel. And then Akwubagunum went to Denver. <laughs> and they've got Noah Fan. And they just drafted a couple of receivers to go with Cortland Sutton. So, I mean, that's going to be a cool offense to watch for sure. But that's just like the next three guys right there are like all in tough landing spots, I feel like. Absolutely. So the t- the tight end class is kind of like taking a little bit of a hit. Um, well, I mean, to be fair, I don't I don't think this was a tight end class, right? That, right. You know, but the that, landing that spots came, didn't help. Right. It did. It did come with a lot of fanfare, and uh, certainly didn't lead the draft with a lot of fanfare. So. And then I would say the next um, two. I I would say the next two guys would be the two guys that the Patriots drafted. Asiasi and Keen because just because they're landing spot. You know, so. Yeah, Stephanie. I mean, for, for me, um, I'm honestly, I mean, I, ha- I had Keen significantly ahead of Asiasi. Me too. So, I had, I had Dalton Keen as my number six rated tight end. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll tell you right now, but when we do the, 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 the tight end episode, which a lot of times we kind of pair up with with quarterbacks because it's they're usually a smaller amount. Um, well, we it's like we do initially and then yeah, know, spending an hour on each <laughs> exactly. and having to break it up. <laughs> exactly. But I'm gonna do my research on both of those guys. You know, you know, for mm-hmm. one, you know, I haven't even had time. Usually by now, I know everything about the who the Patriots drafted. I already know like their sister's name. But like right now, it's like I haven't had time to do it. So it's like there's I don't know who the it, I I looked I briefly looked at the guys that the Patriots drafted. You yeah, know, late late. You're more you're more looking at like the big picture this year with everything. With yeah, and everything. Right. So and we're working on these guys, but um, yeah. But eventually, I'll be doing some some deep digging on uh, on both of these tight ends. And Absolutely. so by the time we do. By the time we talk about tight ends and get real deep into it, I'm going to know a lot more about these guys for sure, especially because they're both on the Patriots. But as far as landing spots, I mean, that those guys got an amazing landing spot. And then uh, Troutman, I thought, got a great landing spot from New Orleans. Um, but other than that, it's like it's a suspect class with bad landing spots. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I think it's sort of – just kind of muddied some situations, you know, with some of these tight end landing spots with, uh, you know, Alberto going to Denver, you know, and Fant there being a first round pick last year. It's sort of like, okay, what does that do to Fant's value? Right. Um, especially, um, you know, having Drew Locke actually played with Albert Okwubanen in uh, Iowa, at Iowa. 
you know, played played football together at the same college. So I traded Fanton in two leagues. So in the two leagues that I owned him, so I'm all right. There you have, there you have it. Um, it's always a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I traded Gallup right before the draft. I'm pretty happy about that. Nice. Um, trade Gallup and Howard for T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah. So I'm still pretty happy. I'm still pretty I'm, happy with that. I, I, I'm. A, I mean, in O.J. Howard. Uh, Jordan Howard. Oh, Jordan. Okay, I was gonna say. Well, it's funny because Gallup's value has gone down, and Howard's has actually gone up a little bit. True, because I think a lot of Miami people was... thought that they were going to get one of those big time running backs for I, sure. Honestly, honestly, I thought they were going to end up with like a, at least like an Acres, you know, or yep. like or like a Dobbins. Yeah. I thought they were. Well, I with all those picks. Get, yeah, I thought they were going to get one of those top five guys, but I mean, I think the first running back they took was uh, Michael Perrine. So, well, you know, hometown boy out of Miami, so. No, the Jets took him. Uh, was it the Jets? Miami didn't draft a running back at all. Yeah, you're right. That was the Jets. My bad. Yeah. Yeah, they, the, the Dolphins didn't even draft a running back. Well, they traded for a running back during the draft, though. That's right. They got Breida. I'm sorry, yeah. They got, uh, they got Matt Breida. You're right. Uh, but I don't. I don't think Brita is really. You know, I don't think he's. He's not like a camp. He's not like equivalent to them drafting like a camp maker. So, I think Jordan Howard's value has gone up a little bit. Uh yeah, yeah. You could say that. I mean, I'm not a big Jordan Howard fan, so. Yeah. I mean, no, no. I mean, not like you know. I think, but I think this year. I mean, it looks like they're. Gonna oh yeah. Well, without year, them drafting, I mean, I thought they were gonna get like Taylor or Swift or somebody. So I mean, for sure. I mean, I'm not alone. Definitely. I mean, if you own Jordan Howard right now and you're kind of like, you know, he's kind of like your spot start guy. You know, that's 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 nice. You know, now you got a guy that, you know, you're probably gonna plug in sooner rather than later. Hmm. All right. So, so you wanna you wanna uh, just sort of do an overall of these guys? Yeah. Why don't we do like we'll take turns, and um, okay. why don't we do? Do we want to do like a super flex or? Let's just do get the quarterbacks involved. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do like a super flex top. I mean, I'm down to go top twenty five if you are. I'll try. I can try. <clears throat> I believe in you. <laughs> um. All right. So you want to you want to take? Uh, how about I take one and you take two this time? We'll switch for the mock draft. Sure. Um. So obviously, I'm going to take Joe Burrow, number one overall pick in Superflex. Okay. Let me just hold on. All right, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna write it. I'm gonna write it down so I can. All right. Well, I'm gonna take. I'm a running back guy, and I still have um, Jonathan Taylor ahead of Hilaire, so I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Taylor. Fair enough. Running back Taylor. 
All right. Uh, third overall, I think it's a tough one. I uh, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go C.D. Lamb here, three overall. It might be a controversial pick, but yeah, well, go with the talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna go with Hilaire. C E H. All right. Five. I'm taking. I'm taking Judy. Or you know what? No, I'm going. I'm going rugs. I take it back. I'm going rugs. Rugs. Wow. I'm snatching up all these wide receivers from you. I know, and I'm snatching up all the running backs. (laughs) All right, well, I'll grab Judy. I'll take Judy. Okay. I just want to snag one of those top three wide receivers. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Before they're gone. And that's that's sort of, uh, you know, obviously this, you know, we're just kind of, having a little fun going back and forth but it's almost that's part of my strategy in this draft too is because it's like the top tier of running backs is a bigger tier than the you know you got two more players in the top tier of wide receivers those three guys you know if you can get one of those three guys granted you know the wide receivers you know much deeper class overall than the running back class but i think just in terms of that top three you know, if you can get one of those guys early, you know, and still get one of those running backs, um, right. do that. You know, I don't know. Just kind of a I mean, side. You gotta, note. you gotta have multiple first round picks to do that. But yeah, yeah. But if you do, that's definitely the way to go. Yeah. Um, I'm sitting at I'm sitting at three and like thirteen and three and five and four and thirteen in a few different leagues. So kind of i don't know i guess my my strategy I, I guess i have been thinking about so maybe some other some of the listeners are in the same same boat so um well there's a lot of people that have traded and for multiple first round picks so this has been a class that's been hyped for for i mean a number yeah. of years in the dynasty community i mean people have been saying for i feel like you know the last three years that the 2020 class is going to be crazy and at least as of right now, it seems like it's lived up to the hype. So definitely. Um, all right. So at, at seven, I guess I'm going to take uh, we're at seven, right? Yeah. Seven. I'll take. Cam Akers. All right. Well, I am going to at this stage of the game, I'm going to stick with running back, and I'm going to go with Swift over Dobbins. I'm going to go with the guy I feel like is more. I'm going to go with the the talent. 
Um, now, I think Dobbins is talent as, talented as well, but I just feel like there's an upside with Swift as being like, you know, the number one running back at one point. Mm-hmm. If he goes in and wins that job, if he goes in and plays like Barry Sanders, they're not going to, they're not going to take him out. So I'm going to go with Swift. Mm. All right, pick. Okay. So I guess I guess I'll go Dobbins. That's that's kind of that that's kind of the next uh next tier. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that's that first tier. That's really the end of that first tier, that top eight. Yep. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Jefferson. And that's ten. And we're at, that's ten that's, picks. That's ten. Okay. Um, I will go. We're doing super flex, so I'll take Tua. Oh, take Tua. I knew I was gonna get snubbed on QBs, but it's all right. Well, you got Burrow, so Burrow. No, I don't. I got Burrow. I got Burrow. <laughs> what am I talking about? I had I had two at ten, uh, pre-draft. So I'll take two at eleven in our little mock draft here. And I just did Jefferson because I only had Judy at that point, and I was like, ah, might as well. I need to get another. Two. All right, I'm gonna go. Uh, we're not really building a team, so it doesn't really matter. You know what? I'm just gonna. I'll take a QB two. I'll take Herbert. Okay, fair enough. Um. I'll go Rieger. And now my, you know, that's for me at this point, my top 11. You know, order's a little different how they went, but my top 11 is off the board. Okay. Uh, or my top, my top uh, 12, rather. I'm going to go with Ayuk. Okay. I'll go Mims. Denzel Mims. All right, at 16, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with uh Higgins. T. Higgins. Well, so that's all my pre-draft rankings, all 16. Though That's my top 16 guys that have been taken. Nice. Different order, obviously, but... Well, you're the rookie guy. I try. I do what I can. But that may... Like, in a dynasty draft, I'm literally looking at my top 16 rankings, and I'm just doing strike through on my on my spreadsheet right now and the order has been a little you know quite a bit different but in some respects but i mean the top 16 that's that's those were that was my top 16 super flex guys right there that we just went through um that said i'll be honest my next guy (laughs) at 17 was tyler johnson that's certainly not the case now (laughs) 
you know, so, I'll, you know, I'll be honest there. Um, man, that's, it's, it's tough after this. I feel like there's a tear break here. Um, you know, you can go, it's sort of like, I don't think you go running back. I don't think there's any way you go running back. Um, you know, there's, there's sort of, it's almost like, do you grab another one of these wide receivers or do you grab Panette? See, and that's why I'm going to say, when you were talking about strategy earlier, that's why I say hit on those early running backs. Mm. Because even if you don't get one of those top receivers, there's a lot of receiver depth. True, true. And that's There's there's not a lot of running back depth. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here at 17, you know, for the purpose of this exercise. You know, and I'm not I'm not trying to like drag out the pick, but I just I think for the purpose of, of the exercise, I think it's worth pointing out that there's a huge tear break here. And like you said, I'm looking at Chanel, I'm looking at Claypool, I'm looking at Pittman, I'm looking at Edwards, a bunch of guys. Um, and and you know, possibly Komet. And it's like all all the running backs are off the board. You know, like the next best running back is like for me, like the McFarland, AJ Dillon, Darrington Evans, that sort of tier. So, you know, you're you know, point taken. You know, uh, for like you were saying. So, I guess I'll go. I'll go Pittman here. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> That's what I. It's your doing. boy. That's right, boy. I got, dude. I got, I got so much crap on Reddit for having Pittman as high as I did uh, back in like early January. People were like, "Oh, why do you have Pittman so high?" And I was just like, "Cause he's good." All right. Well, I'm gonna go with Chenault. Okay. I'll go. I'll go Komet here. I'll take Cole Komet, first tight end off the board. There you go. I'll take. Hmm. I'll take Claypool. I will take. Give me uh. Give me Brian Edwards here. Oakland. Brian Edwards out of South Carolina. Uh, played with Debo Samuel. They had, so. they had those back to back. Uh, they took Bowden. And Edwards back to back. Hmm. Third round. We'll get into that. It's... All right. Yeah. I'm going to take... And Edwards is a guy that would have been a lot higher had he not been hurt. Yeah. He wasn't He wasn't able to participate in the combine because he was hurt. So he's a guy that slipped for injury reasons. Keep that in mind. I'm going to take Troutman. Okay. At, at 22. 
23. I'm going. I'll take uh, I'll take AJ Dillon here. It's my it, you know he's been my he's been my consistent number number six running back. Um, for right now, I'm gonna stick with AJ Dillon. So I'm gonna take Vaughn. Okay, that's a good pick. And where are we at? We're at 25, but we'll go to 26. 25. We'll go to 26 25. Okay. to make it even okay. amount of players. Okay. Um, in that case, I'll take McFarlane. And I'm going to take Moss. Okay. Well, no, I think, I think that gives... Um, I think that gives our listeners a pretty good idea of sort of the tier breaks. Um, you want me to go? Maybe. You want me to go through them all? Yeah, I mean we can we can even go to thirty if you want. No, I think we're go good. I think we're. I think twenty six was a good number. I think we hit okay. like the tiers. Okay. Pretty well. Yeah. Go, yeah. Go through them if you want. Okay. So the first pick was quarterback, Joe Burrow. The second pick was running back, Jonathan Taylor. The third pick was wide receiver, C.D. Lamb. The fourth pick was running back, Hilaire, C.E.H. The fifth pick was wide receiver, Henry Ruggs. The sixth pick was wide receiver, Jerry Judy. The seventh pick was running back, Cam Akers. The eighth pick was running back DeAndre Swift. The ninth pick was running back J.K. Dobbins. The tenth pick was wide receiver Justin Jefferson. The eleventh pick was quarterback Tua. Twelfth pick was quarterback Herbert. The thirteenth pick was wide receiver Jalen Rieger. The fourteenth pick was wide receiver Ayuk. 15th pick was wide receiver Mims. The 16th pick was wide receiver T. Higgins. The 17th pick was wide receiver Michael Pittman. The 18th pick was wide receiver Chenault. The 19th pick was tight end Cole Komet. The 20th pick was wide receiver Claypool. The 21st pick was wide receiver Braylon Edwards. The 22nd pick was tight end Adam Troutman. The 23rd pick was running back A.J. Dillon. The 24th pick was running back Vaughn. The 25th pick was running back McFarland. And the 26th pick was running back Moss. So I think that was a good little kind of... yeah kind of set up for all those top guys. I mean, it sounds like the top 26 guys to me, basically. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, who, you know, just who, just for one last little exercise here, who would you put personally as your next four after that? Round, round, let's each round it out to 30 with our next four, and then we'll, we'll close it out. Guys that could fit in there? Um, yeah. 
KJ Hamler, Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penn State, yep. Van Jefferson, yep. Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, Alberto, maybe Denver. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um. Maybe Evans, would, Tennessee, running back. Would you would you throw uh, any of those other quarterbacks in there that early, the next four? I I think, you know, I would I would possibly put Jordan Love in there just based on a stash, you know, just like dressed. a, a high end yeah. stash. As a guy that you know is going to have value because he was a first round pick. Hmm. Um, he would be the guy I would throw in there. So maybe depending on team situation, Jordan Love or maybe even Eason sneak into that top thirty. Maybe yeah. Even though I have East, we're talking about Eason above Love. Yeah, I mean, I might have to put Love back ahead of Eason just because of value. Yeah, but just the 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 draft pedigree and whatnot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, next four for me. Um. I would definitely throw uh, Josh Joshua Kelly in there for the Chargers yep. at UCLA. Uh, I would I would probably throw Alberto in there, um, and who else? Who else would I put in there? Antonio Gibson is a guy that yep. I might put in there. Washington. Yep. Uh, out of Memphis. And yeah, Darrington Evans, and maybe uh, you know, throw a couple of just guys out there. Gandy Golden, Antonio Gandy Golden for uh, got drafted by Washington, and Van Jefferson for the LA Rams, like you said. Those are those are a couple guys that kind of the next couple guys I think. But I think our top twenty six really does encapsulate the top twenty six players. Um. You know, at least at least at this point, I think I think that's a good tier break. So, any any final thoughts? I mean, I would just say that you know we basically this whole this whole podcast was basically based on going over those top twenty six guys. Um, when it comes down to it, even though going into it, we didn't really know what exactly we were going to be focusing on. Um, just kind of our first reactions of the draft. Um, in a nutshell, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that kind of caps it off in a, in a way where, you know, I, I like, I like where those guys went. Um, and you know, this is just the start, you know, especially for me. So I know with you, you're the rookie guy. So, you know, you know a lot about all these guys already. I usually wait until the draft till I really start my research. Um, you know, when I go a little bit deeper on these guys. So, you know, when we start going in, when we start going position by position pretty soon, you know, we'll get into like, you know, I think for the most part, we've got a pretty good idea of where they're going to go, but a couple guys, you know, might slide up and a couple guys might fall down. So we'll see what happens. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening, as always, to the Master Draft of Football podcast. And we're going to be doing a lot more of these. 
coming soon. We're going to be breaking down the rookies position by position, going through our rankings, you know, IDP guys, offensive guys, obviously, all that. So um, check out the website, masterdrafterfootball.com. Check us out on all the social medias, masterdrafterfb on Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, all that shit. So, um, until next time, take care.